Welcome to Seeking God, Loving Others, where I share tips and encouragement for practical Christian living. Over the years, I've seen too many followers of Christ struggle in the basic day-to-day application of God's word. Instead of prosperity, peace, and health, many have settled for a life of debt, doubt, and disease. My desire is to help equip you with the tools for living the abundant life God has for you every single day. I'm your host, Jasmine Lozano. So grab a cup of coffee or maybe clean out your junk drawer as you join me for a great conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of the show. Um, Here in the U.S., we are celebrating Mother's Day this weekend, and so I just felt it fitting to do a Mother's Day episode um, as a mom to two human children and one um, cat child. Um, Mother's Day has become, you know, a weekend that I look forward to every year. And um, if you know much about me, I'm not super big on like holidays. Um, I mean, like fake holiday. Well, I don't want to call Mother's Day a fake holiday, but you know, I'm 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 cool with like just the main holidays. Like, yeah, let's do Thanksgiving. Everybody wants to eat. Christmas, of course. Yes, let's do it. Fourth of July, I get it. America was born. But some of the smaller holidays like Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day, I know to some people they mean the world, but to me I'm like, y'all just want me to buy a whole bunch of stuff and buy a whole bunch of greeting cards. And <laughs> but as a mom, you know, Mother's Day is like it's my day. It's my time to shine and, um, you know, other than my birthday. So it's a great day where we do get to reflect, you know, what it means to be a mom, what our mothers mean to us. So I don't want to ever, you know, uh, take away the importance of celebrating mothers. There are people who are going to be celebrating this year who, uh, maybe their mother is no longer here with them. And my prayers go out to you and that you would be comforted during this time, knowing that, um, that, the mother that you had that that maybe is no longer here physically with you um take some time just to enjoy and and reminisce on the good times i know that some of the holidays can be very hard without a parent um but but try to think about the good times that you had together um there's some people that are listening maybe their mother wasn't a part of their lives you know we hear a lot about single parent homes and we forget that sometimes those single parents are the dads and so maybe your mother wasn't you know part of your life um and, and this isn't a day where you you too much celebrate um and i would just say to you you know be grateful for for the person that raised you in, on this day and um if it's maybe a grandmother or an aunt or something like that you could celebrate them as well because a mother is is someone who nurtures and someone who who gives love and and inspiration and advice and and encourages growth so it doesn't necessarily have to be a biological mother maybe um you're not a mom and maybe you you have a desire to be one you know um i want to talk today about a couple of different moms and there was a mom in there who who wasn't a mother and it was her desire. So maybe uh, my prayer for you is that God would give you the desires of your heart. But wherever you find yourself this Mother's Day, um, I hope that you had a wonderful experience uh, celebrating it this weekend. You'll be hearing this on Monday, May the 10th. Um, but hey, moms can, we can still give moms their due every day of the week. I don't, you know, we deserve it. <laughs> so I was kind of thinking about moms this weekend and um, you could check out my blog, jasminelozano.com. The blog this week is called Word to a Mother. It's an ode to my mother. Not really an ode. I don't even know what an ode is. I don't know if it's a song or just like a poem. Anyways, I just wrote a whole bunch of words about my mom. So I thought I would do um, a very quick podcast about 
mothers and about you know, my experience as a mother and with my mom. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk to you about a couple of moms. And this is so impromptu. Like, I promise you guys, I'm, I'm going to work so hard to be like that professional podcaster that has all my stuff scheduled out for the month and all that. But that's not happening. We're going to take a quick break from the basic training series um, so that I can talk to you today about five, my top five list um, of mothers and um, you guys know, if you're listening, my podcast is called Seeking God, Loving Others. Um, and so as we celebrate our moms today, we're going to focus on the loving other side <laughs> of my title. But I'm, And these are in no particular order, but the first mom that I want to add to my list, to Jasmine Lozano's top five mothers in all history of the world list, um, I am going to say... Uh, number one is going to be, and again, this isn't in order. Um, I would choose Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I, and I choose that. I mean, I don't know if that was expected. You know, you know how sometimes people are like, who would you want to eat dinner with anybody? And as a Christian, you, like you have to say Jesus. If you say anybody else, people look at you like, are you even saved? We, we asked this the other night when we were playing Uno with the kids and you know, my daughter was like, God and Jesus. And I was like, Jesus. And, and my husband, I don't even know if he answered, but my son was like, I want to meet Bill Paxton. And Bill Paxton is one of his, uh, the guys in the movie Twister, which is one of his favorite movies. And he passed away when he was like in his 50s. And when I told my son about that, um, when we were watching the movie, he was so sad about it. And so <laughs> I guess it makes sense that when he gets to heaven, he's going to go looking for Bill Paxton. I, I should probably tell him he doesn't have the red truck that he drove in Twister. But um, so Mary, I mean, it may seem like obvious or like, I'm like, yeah, I kind of got to say that. But in all seriousness, Mary was a wonderful mother. Could you imagine, let me say this, we we think, you know, we think of Mary and, and we think, okay, great, she's, she brought Jesus into the world. But you have to imagine how terrified she must have been, um, first of all, to see an angel um, and then to you know, have a, a child put inside of her in the most unnatural way uh, possible in the most unnatural way that you can think of. And, and I, you know, as I read through the Bible, there are not a ton of angel sightings, you know, like an, Ab an angel came to Abraham and Sarah, I think, um, an Abraham, uh, an angel came to Elizabeth and Zacharias for the birth of John. An angel came to, uh, Samson's mom and dad, um, an angel came to Daniel and I know angels came to a few other people, but like angels, it wasn't just the norm for an angel to pop up. And so that, first of all, that's just terrifying. So she had to go through all that. And then the angel comes to her and says, you're going to have, you know, the son, the Messiah that you've been waiting for your whole life. Like Mary knew about the Messiah and imagine the weight of that responsibility. Mary knew who Jesus was supposed to be. You know, the Jews, even to this day, they're waiting on a Messiah. So the Jews of the Bible days, they knew that, that a savior was coming for them and for the angel to come to her and say, Hey, you know, there's all these people in Bethlehem and Jerusalem and all these places, but we, we want, God wants you to carry his son. God wants you to be in charge of, of taking care of his one and only son. So I think that's amazing, an amazing thing because, you know, we, we have the ability to, um, to, you know, God gives us the, the ability of choice and the power of choice. So we could, she could have easily said, you know, I, 
find somebody else. You know, like I don't think that I'm up to this. You know, I'm I'm not even married yet and I'm young. I haven't been with the man yet. And she could have said, you know what, can you can you go to the next person? Who was your who was your number two pick? You know, but she said, be it unto me as you have said. You know, and so I think that that's awesome to know that you're about to have a child. Um, and then not just any child, but God's one and only son. So she's she's number one. Number two on my list, I would have to say um, Hannah. And I, I think I mentioned her. No, I didn't mention her. I was talking about Samson's parents. But Hannah was the mother of Samuel. And Samuel was a judge of, um, in, of the Israelites. And this was before the uh, kingdom of Israel had kings. And Hannah had it, she had it pretty rough. And if you're not familiar with the story, Hannah had a husband who also had another wife and the other wife had all these children and Hannah couldn't have kids. And so the other wife would kind of tease her. Even the wife's kids were teasing her and she would feel really bad about it. But her husband did a great job of uh, making her feel loved and making her feel welcome and, and, and desired. And so she prayed to God in in First Samuel, and she she asked him. She was in the temple, and she was praying so hard and so, um, and and so determined that the priest Eli thought she was drunk, and he's like, you know, how are you drunk? You know, you need to put your wine away. And she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm just pouring out my heart to God, and the prophet ends up telling her, this time next year you're gonna have a son, and I, I put her as on my list of top mothers because, um. When she had her son, the first thing she did was give him away. <laughs> um, she, in her prayer, she told God, you know, if you give me a son, I'll give him to serve you all the days of his life. And how how difficult is that to be asking for something and praying for something? And then the moment you get it, you have to give it away. And not have to, that was the vow that she made. And if you read the Bible, you know that she eventually had a lot of other sons and daughters. But the the one thing that she'd been praying for that she couldn't have her first inclination was to give it away. And as a mom, we do that so often. Like we, you know, there'll be times where I wake up and I got my to-do list and I'm like, yes, I'm going to clean this. I'm going to wash this. I'm going to homeschool the kids. I'm going to have dinner ready. I'm going to do all these things. But then the kids are like, can we build a fort? And I'm like, build a fort. I have stuff to do. But no, you know what? I'm going to build a fort with you guys. And so it's like, all the energy that I was supposed to give towards the things that I thought I wanted to get done, now that energy is being given to my kids and spending time with them. And so, and I don't regret it. I never regret it. Um, but what I'm saying is that as a mom, so often, like our first, in, that's our first inclination is to give and to see what we can do for others. And that's what Hannah did. She said, you know, I'm going to give this son back to the Lord. And and I think that was put in us because although God is our father, um, he is a nurturer in that he wants to give us his best. You know, he gave us his son, Jesus. So that's why I put Hannah in there because I thought that it was amazing that she prayed for this child. And once she had the child, she returned him to God. So what an amazing, what an amazing thing. She knew that God would know what was best for her child. All right. Number three. Okay. So Many of you know that I am a, um, a huge Simpsons fan Um, and I won't go into great detail. Some of you guys know how much of a Simpsons fan I am. Um, I've, I've made it very apparent to the public (laughs) how much of a Simpsons fan I am, but, um, I am going to put number three on my list as Marge Simpson. And I know some of you are like, what in the world? Like she's not even real. 
And I know that. I know she's not real. <laughs> but, you know, when I think about a mom um, and a wife, I think I think about Marge Simpson. She married um, a man that is not always the most responsible, but she is so supportive of her husband. Like Homer will come with these crazy ideas and she's like, you can do it, homie. You've got this. You know, and I'm like, Marge, don't let him do it. It's going to, you know, I want him to do it because it'll make the episode funny. But I'm like, how could you like let him do this? How could you let him spend this money? But she is so supportive. And I really think she shows very much um, what it's like to be like a submissive wife. Oh, Lord, we are not, I'm not about to go here with Marge Simpson in, in submission. There may be a message in that. I don't know. But she's just, she's so supportive of her husband. She is always encouraging him. He, she doesn't talk down to him or about him. Um, and so as a wife, she's just phenomenal. But as a mother, she is also a great mom. She, she has three very different children. Lisa, who's the academic and she is, um, good at the arts. She's encouraging her to, um, to pursue the things that make her happy. And, and she, even though she lives differently from the family, I I don't know what religion Lisa is right now. She's either a Buddhist or something. She's always switching what she's doing, but she's supportive to her kids in a way that, that transcends just like, this is what I want from you. She's like, you know what? I want you to live a life where you're happy. And however I can help you do that, I'm here and available to do that. And then when it comes to Bart, Bart is, you know, he slacks off in school, He's he's a jokester. He's a prankster. He's always doing all these crazy things, but she still finds the good in him. She still encourages him to do his best. She encourages his, she encourages him to to continue to grow and learn. And like she even even him, she never talks badly about him. She never complains about having a a child that's always in trouble. You know. So I think Marge Simpson. I know this is like getting all deep and stuff, but I think Marge Simpson is a really good mom. She cooks. She cleans. Her house is usually kind of somewhat put together. She can be very go with the flow. Um, and she just has a lot of qualities of a good mom. All right, now I'm going to get back to real people that aren't drawn and, and animated. But number four, I'm going to put number four. And again, this isn't in order. So mom, if you're listening, I'm not saying you're fourth on my list. But number four, I would say is my mom is on, is on will definitely be on my top mom's list. Um, growing up, I had the best childhood. And I, I want to say like so many, I hear so many people complain about the way they grow up or who they grew up with. And I get it. There there are some people that, that really, really had it rough, you know, a rough childhood. And as I was reflecting on like when I was a kid and reflecting on my mom, you know, I, I think a lo- so many people tend to magnify what was not right and, and kind of like they, they push or just kind of just really touch real quick on the subject of what was, of what was right. Like they, they they dig so deep into, well, this was wrong. This was wrong. And you know, I, I have the opportunity to do that too. You know, so nobody grew up perfectly. Um, but you know, I, I've chosen to, and, and not even chosen. Like when I just think about being a kid, I just think about how much fun I had. I think about, um, one time we, <laughs> my sister and I with the neighborhood kids. I'll, okay. Let me back up just a little bit. We grew up in apartments. Like I, I, I didn't own a home until I was an adult. And so we grew up in apartments and even with that, people would be like, Oh, you and you grew up in, a, I loved living in apartments. They always had like playgrounds or there was a bunch of kids all the time. So, um, we were in this one apartment complex and I must've been like in first or second grade. 
and we me me and my sister and the neighborhood kids we filled a bucket with like dirt and water and made this mud and we got leaves in our hands and we painted like a whole wall of the apartment complex in mud and so like I mean, can you imagine? And I worked in apartment management. If I came outside and I saw kids covering one of the walls with mud, I would have flipped out on them. I would have given their parents lease violations like there was no tomorrow. But like, <laughs> so the lady from the leasing office comes out and she's like, what are you kids doing? I'm, I'm going to tell your mom, you know, y'all are going to have to clean this up, you know. And so she went to go tell our mom and my mom was she was and is so laid back. She, I don't remember exactly what she said to the lady, but basically we, you know, we weren't in trouble. And she basically said was like, you know, they, they have fun, you know, like this, this will wash off. You know, it's not like they damaged anything permanently. They just were out here having fun. And my mom wasn't even upset about it. And so like, I just remember all these good things about, about growing up and growing up with my mom. Most summers we would go to either Ohio and New York and we would stay with her family in Ohio or with my dad's parents in New York. And I would love it because she would come up there just for a little bit and then leave us there. And I love it even more because this year I'm getting to do that for the first time. I get to leave my kids with her and it is going to be so wonderful. I'm pretty sure I'm going to FaceTime them like all the time. But, you know, we didn't even have FaceTime back then. Like we talked to her at night for a little bit and that was it. But we would have so much fun with our cousins and I loved we would. That was when if we were moving, like if our lease was up or something, she would move while we were in New York or Ohio. And so it was exciting for me to come back and, and we were living in a new place. And I'm like, oh, you know, where's where's our room? And, and I remember just being excited about that. You know, somebody else could look at that as like, oh, no, you had to move a lot. And, you know, you didn't have just one place you grew up in. And I mean, you know, that that's what I want for my kids where we live. I want we'll probably be in the house that we're in until they're, you know, until they graduate. And then we're going south because Wisconsin ain't for uh, Texans for show. But, you know, like I, I like that. I loved having a new place to live every couple of years. I, I loved like we didn't change schools. It wasn't anything like we were bouncing around and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I enjoyed that. You know, I enjoyed there were times when we didn't have a car. And this some of this is in the blog, too. So sorry if, you know, you're you're double hearing this. But um, we, we didn't have a car. But some of my favorite memories were when we were on the bus. Um, I know this shouldn't be a favorite memory, but I remember when my sister, not favorite, I'll say vivid memories, um, the first day that she, we told her she would get off of the bus and walk us across the street to our school and then come back and wait on the next bus to go to work. And so I'm like, mom, you don't have to do that because you're sitting there, you're waiting 15, 20, 30 minutes for another bus, you know. I was like, we we can get off by ourselves at the stop and walk across the street. And she's like, are you sure? You know, I'm like, we're fine. We'll be fine. The first day she let us get off the bus to walk across the street, my sister fell and broke her arm. <laughs> and I know my mom told me she was looking out the window. She's like, no. <laughs> but she's like, what can she do? So she just, and the next stop wasn't for a long time because she was headed to downtown from our school. So she was like, she just looked out the window and like she couldn't do anything. And as soon as she got to work, she had a missed call that they were taking my sister to the hospital because her arm was broken. But, you know, I remember like all these fun stories of growing up with her and just how, how much fun we had. My mom could make a game out of anything. We would play this game called hide the sock. And she would like literally it's it's what it is. It's not hide the sock and then you find it, you get points. And it's, it's just you hide the sock and you find it. The end. But like you, we would walk around the house and she would say, you're hot. 
you're cold. And I remember when she would say, you're hot. And my sister would yell like my, Jackie, my sister, she's, she's always, she would always yell when she got scared or if we're playing a game and something happens, she always would yell. But I remember playing that game for hours. Like I didn't know it was probably because, you know, we didn't have a whole bunch of money to go do stuff for the weekend, but we had so much fun. Um, she just made sure growing up was a lot of fun. Um, and even, even though, you know, like we had chores, we had, and I don't even want to call them chores. Like we just had to clean the house. Um, you know, nowadays it's like, okay, your chores to take out the trash and do that. Like there were no chores. It was like, make sure everything is always clean when I get home. <laughs> but you know, even within that, you know, it just taught me discipline. It taught me so many different things. And so, um, I, I loved, and I put, obviously would put my mom in this top five category because she wasn't just like a provider. She wasn't just, you know, she raised me and my sister, we're, me and my sister are only a year apart. Um, she wasn't just, you know, a mom. She wasn't just somebody who cleaned the house. Like she, she was somebody that she always made sure that we were, that we were having fun, that we were, we felt heard and listened to, you know, we, we talked all the time. This was before, you know, a laptop or a computer was in everybody's home. And I sound so old right now. There weren't cell phones around. There weren't, you know, we had our TV, but like there was no DVR. There was none of this binge watching and we would just talk. And I, I think that's why I, part of the reason why I have a podcast is I just like to talk. And that's because when I was, you know, growing up, that's what we did. We spent our time talking. We spent our time just sharing ideas and sharing stories and just different things. So, you know, I learned so much from my mom. So I would, of course, have to put her at the top of my list. She she is number one. Um, I'm sorry, Mary. Um, Jesus, please forgive me. I'm not dissing your mom, but like I didn't know her personally. So, you know, <laughs> so mom, if you're listening, I just hope that, you know, you are a wonderful mom. You are an, an amazing grandma, a.k.a. Atta. That's what all the grandkids call her. But um, we love you so much and, and thank you for being such a great mom. And then I'm going to end the list and I don't care what anybody says. Like, I don't even have that many listeners right now, so it doesn't even matter. Number five on my top five moms list is me. It is me, myself, and I. Oh my goodness, Jasmine, you're so cocky. I can't believe... No, I'm not cocky, but I, I have learned to um, <laughs> to encourage myself and I've learned, um, I've been doing these positive affirmations the past couple of days. And so I don't feel very uncomfortable telling myself good things about myself. You know, we we live in a in a very, like, it's such a weird time to be a person in the world. You know, I people, they, they either have like, I don't want to categorize, categorize everybody, but I see so much of like this false modesty and this false humility. And it's like you know, like, okay, it's okay to pat yourself on the back sometimes. And, um, I've been doing these positive affirmations that I got that from, um, an author named John Acuff there in his new book called Soundtracks. And this book talks about replacing the broken records in your head that tell you, you know, like, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. And replacing those with things that say, you know, I am good enough. I can do it. And so it sounds super cheesy, but when I tell you it's working, it's working. And um, it's obviously working because I put myself on a top five mother's list in all of history. But I'm putting myself on this list because, um, one, I really, I love being a mom to my kids. And I feel like, um, I feel like my kids enjoy me as their mom. I know that uh, when I wake up every day, I'm very intentional about being patient with them. 
I am very intentional about playing with them and spending time with them and in, in, in whatever way they like to do it. Uh, my daughter likes to play games. So a lot of times for me and her, it's it, we're playing games. My son likes video games. So um, a lot of times that's what it is. Or if we're playing outside, um, I don't, you know, necessarily just pull up, pull up a chair and look at them play and which, you know, that's fine too. There are times when I do that, but I try my best to make sure that I am um, a part of their lives as far as uh, just what we do on a day-to-day basis. I'm very blessed and um, shout out to my husband. I'll give you more props on Father's Day, but um, like I'm able to stay home. I don't have to go work outside of the home. And um, so I'm able to be here with the kids. And so, you know, I I take pride in having the title of stay-at-home mom. And a lot of uh, a lot of times I think that I've gotten it mixed up. And instead of being a stay at home mom, I was focusing more on being like a stay at home worker or a stay at home wife, which I am those things. But the reason that I stayed home wasn't to make sure my house was spotless. It wasn't to make sure the laundry always stayed done and folded and the windows washed. And well, I mean, I don't wash windows, but you know, um, but I, I became a parent that stayed at home so I could take care of my kids in whatever capacity that meant. And over the last year, it's been in homeschooling. And so, you know, as I began to appreciate my role as a stay-at-home mom, it allowed me to really uh, be intentional with my time with my kids. My son is nine years old. He's going to be 18 in nine years. Like, half of his time in this house is almost up. Like, because I'm not... I mean, I I don't I I can't say never, but I, I'm probably not gonna be that mom where my kids just stay here forever. Like you need to go out, you need to go to college, you need to figure out a plan for your life, what God's plan for your life is, and um, He could tell you better than I can. I'll help lead and guide you, but you know. So when I look at that, I'm like, He's halfway to where He's getting ready to be a grown man, and I want to make sure that the time He has in my home, the time that my daughter has in in our home that they know and they realize that they were my priority. Um, yes, my marriage is my priority. My faith is my priority. But as far as my role as a stay-at-home parent, they are my priority. My to-do list isn't the priority. My um, my The things I want to get done isn't the priority. They are my priority. And so that's why I'm putting myself on this list is because, you know, I, I am, you know, I, I am shattering mom guilt right now because I, I don't I, I I don't regret and I don't feel like I'm lying when I say I'm a great mom. I am. I love I love playing, I love teaching, I love showing them how to do things, I love showing them how to work and showing them how to think. Um and because of that I think that makes me a great mom. So that is my top five list of my top five moms. If you didn't make the list, I'm I'm sure you're a great mom too. I just stopped the number at five. Otherwise, there's so many people that I could put on. If I had like a top 50 list, um, I'm going to ramble it off in like 30 seconds. I would put my mother-in-law on there. I would put my sister-in-law, Angela, on there. I would put my best friend, Princess, on there. Um, I would put, who else? I would put one of my other friends, Brittany, on there. My friend, Nikki, I would put Jennifer on there. I would put so many people on there. Uh, because I, I look at, I look at how they, um, 
how they're showing their kids how to live and how they're helping other people in in raising their families and you know there's just there's so many people I could add to the list so I, I mean I'm sorry I had to stop at five and if I didn't name you you're a great mom too and tell yourself that every day I tell myself that every day I'm a great mom like I'm a great mom oh well you, you your kids don't eat super healthy all the time that's okay I'm still a great mom they're alive every night when they go to bed and every morning when they wake up I'm a great mom um, I took care of them today and so you know encourage yourself tell yourself that because you know, Philippians 1, 6 says that he who began a good, a good work and you will carry it on to completion in Christ Jesus. And if he trusted you, if God trusted you with these kids, he's going to help you fulfill your role as a mom and he's going to carry it to completion. And so I'm going to wrap up this episode. I, I think at the beginning I said it was going to be quick, but y'all know I was lying. Y'all know I like to talk, but I do want to just thank you for listening. I want to encourage you if you haven't already please rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening to. It will help others find the show and it also will enter you in a drawing um, that I'll do at the end of the month. I'm going to be picking um, one random person who left a review and sending them a copy of John A. Cuff's book soundtracks. Maybe in a couple of months, I'll be able to send you my book. I don't know. Like, we'll see. But <laughs> but for now, I got to send you somebody else's. But if you will please like um, review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope that you're enjoying this. I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm having such a great time just sitting here in my room by myself. Actually, this whole podcast, I was sitting with my, my fur child, Maggie, who you guys heard in, I think like one of the first few episodes, but I was just sitting here petting her, but it's so relaxing just, you know, talking to myself, but not talking to myself. So, Um, I'm going to end it there before you guys just think I'm crazy and just stop listening. So have a great day. I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Seeking God, Loving Others. You can read more inspiration and join our email list at jasminelozano.com. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. While you're there, you can leave a rating and review to help others find the podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday for new episodes and a great way to start the week. Thanks again for listening. And remember, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. God is on your side.